Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartblend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. So hello, I'm so excited and happy to have you. And today we're going to talk about emotional stillness, which is really important when it comes to slowing down. And although emotional stillness can be something that's really uncomfortable, it's really necessary in order for us to really make deep transformation and progress. So I want to cover this with you today. The first thing that I want to talk about when it comes to emotional stillness is, first of all, what is emotional stillness? What does that mean? So you know that a lot of times when we feel emotions. We shift out of those emotions all the time. In the morning, we may feel some way, we may feel good, then something happens, we feel triggered, we feel irritable, then we feel mad, and then we feel sad, and then we feel good again. And so we always have a range of emotions that we go through, right? And sometimes when things come up for us, particularly negative emotions, emotions that feel uncomfortable, We want to get out of those feelings very quickly. And so a lot of times this creates the energy of us trying to do something with that emotion. Rather, we're trying to escape or we're trying to um, go to a, a bad habit, right? Or we're triggered into doing something that is more sabotaging or we deflect or we just project something out into someone else and we don't take ownership of our emotions. Emotional stillness is really you handling that emotion. And the problem that we have when we avoid handling the emotion or confronting the emotion or sitting with the emotion is that we suppress the emotion. When we suppress those emotions, what we're not realizing is that emotions are what? Chemicals. Emotions are chemicals. And those chemicals are released into the body. And so if we are not properly regulating our emotions, one, They can create personality disorders. They can create emotional dependencies on other things. They can open the door for addictions. They can create new types of temperaments that's really difficult to get out of, right? They can lead to depression. They can lead to so much. If we just dealt with the emotion, if we just allowed ourselves to feel what we feel, feel. We could save our lives. Truly. But sometimes we're so afraid and it's so uncomfortable and it's just such a debilitating feeling sometimes to just feel negative. 
So we try to get out of it, right? Emotional stillness is really you sitting with yourself, right? So the first thing that emotional stillness can do for you is stabilizing your emotions. How do we stabilize our emotions, right? We feel like we're all over the place. One minute we're happy, one minute we're sad, one minute we're angry, one minute we're irritable, one minute we're just blah, right? How can we bring ourselves in balance by stabilizing those emotions? First, we have to just slow down completely, slow down, almost come to a complete halt, stopping what we're doing and not allowing for more distractions to come in, more experiences to come in that we have to react to or think about or whatever, allowing ourselves to pause wherever we are and just Listen to ourselves. Listen to what's going on. Allowing yourself to calm down. Rather that's just sitting for a moment, doing some deep breathing. Rather that's just getting in some water, taking a bath, getting in the pool, just kind of resting, allowing yourself to calm down. That will help to stabilize your emotions by allowing yourself to just rest. So that's the first thing I want to cover. The second way to embrace emotional stillness is really sitting in your feelings. That's one of the most uncomfortable things for people is to sit in it. But when you just sit in those feelings, don't try to soothe yourself. Don't try to avoid it. Don't try to run away. Don't distract yourself. But sitting in it is powerful. I remember a few months ago, I was feeling really angry, just so angry about something. And I said, you know what? No, I'm going to sit in it. I'm going to feel this. I'm going to feel how I feel. And I'm just going to allow myself to just sit in it until I don't feel angry anymore. But I need to get this anger out because what was happening was like I was feeling upset and then I go do something and I'm like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then it would keep coming up, right? It keeps coming up maybe a few days later or next week. And it's like I would get triggered super easily. So you know what? We're going to sit in this anger. We're going to sit in it. And I was brooding, right? I was just super angry, right? And slowly but surely, as I allowed myself to just feel angry, so many answers started to come up, right? So much started to clear out for me. And I just slowly transitioned without even feeling it. I just transitioned into being calm. My mind started to give me proper solutions, proper ways of handling it when I could just sit in it and ask myself questions. Asking questions in the moment of emotional stillness is so important 
Because what we tend to do sometimes is when we feel angry or we feel sad, even though we may feel how we feel, one of the biggest mistakes that we make is re-angering ourselves or re-triggering ourselves to feel that negative emotion. So we just keep thinking of more things that make us angry. But when we just sit in it, just with whatever that experience is, and ask ourselves questions based on that one thing that we're angry about, at some point in the day, we're going to receive so many answers. And then you say, oh, wait, that's probably exactly what it was. That's why I felt like that. Or now that I've had a moment to sit in it, I really see what it was. I see what the issue was. You're able to recognize the core root of things when you are able to sit with yourself emotionally. So sitting in it is a big deal. Now, the next thing that I want to cover when it comes to emotional stillness is just allowing yourself to process. Sometimes we're just in this rush. We're in a hurry to get out of those feelings, to get out of the feeling of feeling annoyed or irritable or angry, right? And so when we allow ourselves to process, we allow ourselves to just fully decompress, allowing ourselves to see the scenario as what has happened or to process our thoughts about what we're feeling, really think things through without getting so wrapped up and tied closer to the stories we're telling ourselves, but just letting ourselves just get that energy out, whether it's through journaling or whatever it is, but processing is so, so important. We have to allow ourselves. That's the biggest thing. So I want you to just right now, ask yourself for permission. Do you give yourself permission to be emotionally still? Do you give yourself permission to allow yourself to process? Do you give yourself permission to feel how you feel without judgment? That's the power of emotional stillness. There's no judgment. There's no, hey, you did that wrong. You should have done it like this. You shouldn't be angry. You shouldn't be sad. It's not a justifiable reason. You shouldn't be able to validate this or validate that. No, emotional stillness allows you that time to just sit with yourself and however you feel is how you feel and they are valid for a reason. Rather, it's something that's related to a childhood event or whatever it is. On the surface, it may not seem like it's such a big deal, but there's a deep-rooted issue that may be there. And the more that we sit with our emotions, the more it gives us the opportunity to explore that deep-rooted issue, to become more aware and to actually heal it. So it's so powerful to give yourself permission to process. The power behind emotional stillness as well is that you're able to really work out the emotions much faster. Now at the time, it 
doesn't feel like that. It really doesn't feel like you are moving through it. You feel stuck. You feel like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here, right? I don't want to think about this stuff. But when you sit still emotionally without trying to distract yourself or trying to avoid it or try to do something else, right? Sitting with it for a moment, acknowledging it, thanking the mind. I appreciate you. I know this is something that we want to release, right? Something that is coming up for me to let it go, not to push it back down. So when you allow for those emotions to come up, you are then expelling the emotions, you're releasing the emotions. And so by doing that, you're working out the emotions much faster than you would if you were avoiding them. And by doing that, you actually remove that emotional energy drain that has been there and it is turned all the way up so that whenever something comes up, you're tapped out. It's just very challenging in order to get through things because emotionally you are tapped out. So practice that emotional stillness, especially in moments of feeling anger or sadness or frustration or anything that feels negative to you. Sit with it and just allow yourself to be. The other thing that I wanted to cover was that you truly do receive so many deeper answers to questions when you practice emotional stillness. I know I mentioned this a little earlier, but it's amazing how much the intuition is tied to your emotions. And so when those emotions are going awry and when they're flaring up, the intuition is also speaking to you as well. The issue sometimes is that when we lead with a certain emotion, the intuition starts to target anything related to that emotion, bringing you closer to whatever the experience is, bringing the experience or the person or the thing closer to you. And so we have to be mindful of us making sure that we're sitting with ourselves and practicing just listening, just listening, not avoiding and not expecting, not demanding answers like, okay, tell me what I got to do now. We're really blocking things out and we're in a space of impatience. So having more patience with yourself and just allowing is so important to emotional stillness. When you can practice emotional stillness, it really speaks to your emotional intelligence. People that can become emotionally still have a very high EQ. They're very calm and they're able to actually think of solutions faster and better. And they don't get offended as easily because they really understand themselves. So emotional stillness is something that is super powerful 
to honor yourself in those moments, whatever that looks like. But know that when you listen to those things first and you don't try to fix it, you don't add pressure, you don't judge, you just feel it. Allows for you to get to the root issues of those things. And then when we can get to the root issue, we can heal so much faster because we know what's going on, right? So emotional stillness is something that I've had to learn to do because I don't like feeling angry. I don't like feeling sad. I don't like feeling those things, even though it's a part of life, right? They're just not pleasant emotions to be in. And so what I can say is that when I did practice just being still for a moment, it was like whatever I was feeling just went away over time, of course. And it didn't return. That's the powerful thing. It did not keep popping up. It didn't keep returning. So I know it's a lot. Take a little time up front in the beginning to just gather yourself, gather your thoughts, and sit in those emotions. If it's anger, sit in it. If it's sadness, sit in it. If it's frustration or feeling doubt or feeling worry, sit in it and ask yourself, why are you feeling like this? And don't leave your side until you know the answer. Because if we don't slow down enough just to be able to ask that, could you imagine how crazy our lives can truly become when we don't keep our emotions stable and in check? And you become one of the most powerful people in the whole room when you can manage those emotions and no one can seem to offend you, right? And so the last way that we can practice emotional stillness is yoga, stretching, calmness, quiet, silence, sitting there with yourself, tuning in, just being with you, closing your eyes and allowing is going to be able to give you so much security and soothing and nurturing just in that of itself. I think sometimes we have it backwards and we try to fix everything. We try to cater to ourselves and nurture ourselves. But sometimes when you just let you be you, let your emotions just be without trying to change them, it's amazing because the body will then nurture itself. The body will then start to release certain hormones or neurotransmitters to nurture and calm you down, bring you to homeostasis. So it's fascinating stuff to just become emotionally still and not to become a robot, right? Like we don't want to become robotic, but just in times where it's not in our best favor to react and we're the ones suffering, that's really when it's important to practice that emotional stillness with ourselves, right? So again, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we're here Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Heart Blend Podcast.